Welcome to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. Thanks for joining us today as we continue wrapping up our series on The End Times Prophecies. Here's Ray. Hi, I'm Ray Sturdivant. We're studying the end times, and here with my good friends John Lay, Danny Jacobs. Welcome, guys. Thank you, Ray. Thank you. We have a goal of wrapping all of this up. It's <laughs> been a long study. Let's see how we do. See if everyone has prophecy fatigue. Let's open that seventh seal, guys. Let's open the seventh seal. John, you mm-hmm. do the honors. You're unworthy, by the way. <laughs> I am unworthy, but I'll read what the Bible okay. says. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who were seated on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come. The time has come for judging the dead and for rewarding your servants, the prophets, and your saints, and those who reverence your name both small and great, and for destroying those who destroy the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and within his temple was seen the Ark of the Covenant, and there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and a great hailstorm. Revelation sixteen sixteen. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that, the, that in the Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, And out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne, saying, It is done. Then there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like this has ever occurred since man has been on the earth. So tremendous was this earthquake, the great city split split into three parts, and the cities of the nations collapsed. God remembered Babylon the great and gave her a cup gave her the cup filled with his wine of fury of his wrath every island fled away and the mountains could not be found from the sky huge hailstones of about a hundred pounds each fell upon men and they cursed god on a, on account of the plague of the hail because the plague was so terrible so there we have it. We have, uh, hopefully this simplifies. I know this is hard to listen to, but if you will go through Revelation and pick out the seven trumpets and see how they correspond mm-hmm. to the seven bowls of wrath, it's a simpler way of looking at this. Yeah, it's really not pro- so ambiguous now. Too. Yeah. You know, it seemed like 14 different things, and you're trying to put yeah. them together, and this is a, a way to organize it. Uh, even if, um, you know, you may not agree with a couple of them that, you know, we've put together, they may not seem like they quite fit for you. It's still a organized way of looking at this and, and yeah. simplify it. So, guys, we have reached the end of our <laughs> prophecy trail. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long study. It's been a great study. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully uh, we haven't put everyone to sleep with how long so. it took. I don't think so. And, you know, it is it is a long study, but hopefully this simplifies it too. Mm-hmm. I think one of the, the biggest criticisms I have in studying this is I think we have read so much into prophecy and made it so complex mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so disjointed when, when 
I was blown away by how Scripture wants to interconnect. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. have, because of reading things into Scripture, have caused it to mm-hmm. uh, just be isolated, and you start having to read different events. And I just I think it is much simpler than what we have. I think oftentimes people look at, they want to make current events and history and take you know, World War II or whatever. Yeah. And kind of make it fit Scripture instead of letting just Scripture speak for itself. Yep, yep. I I think what strikes me, too, is, you know, all these passages, Revelation, the end times, you know, most people, that's kind of a generalization, but I think a lot of people don't like to read this stuff and don't like to study uh, end time stuff because it makes them frightened Mm. or fearful. Um, and I think after we've done this study and all the stuff that, that uh, we've talked about, Ray, over this last year, this entire study is really, I see it as more of hope than anything. Right. I really don't see it as a, you know, something to be afraid of. Um, That's great. I'm really, I'm really glad for that. I'm, I'm really um, encouraged more now, more than ever, you know, uh, especially with this m- much more understanding of how it works and sort of how it will come to be. I've you know, I, to me, it's just as more of a source of hope and a more of a source and realization of God's power and that the fact that he wins in the end. That's mm. great. Yeah. You know, there's something very powerful about God revealing to us what is going to transpire. Yeah. And the fact that he already knows the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He has a plan. He has a unique purpose for each one of us and how we fit into that plan. And so... Knowing that nothing catches him by surprise, <laughs> he's got this all figured out, and if we will trust him and go through our part, you know, some of us may suffer on a pretty intense level. Yeah. But this life is just a blink of an eye compared mm-hmm. to eternity, and we'll have all of eternity. Uh, you know, I just envision the three of us uh, when we're in heaven kicking around going, <laughs> John, you had that one completely figured out, you know. And uh, you know, where's my microphone? Yeah. And uh, Ray, how do, how could you have interpreted that verse so terribly? Right. So I think we're gonna have. If you think we live, you know, a long life of eighty-five years on this earth, mm-hmm. and think about all of eternity, mm-hmm. uh, I just envision us having uh, just good times with friends, looking back on the course of our life. And, and kicking this stuff around. We're going to take a break and come back in just a minute. You've been listening to Minding the Truth with Ray Sturtevant. If you have questions or comments for us, you can email us at ray at miningthetruth.com. Also, we'd like to ask that you take a minute and prayerfully consider supporting this ministry. And if God has prompted you to do so, just go to miningthetruth.com and click Donate. Thanks again for listening. Now back to Ray. Well, welcome back. We are wrapping up our last show on prophecy. And uh, just any more thoughts uh, that you guys have? Uh, it just strikes me. And Ray, you did such a great job from the very beginning talking about the seed, you know, the, 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 this war that we are born into yeah. that started so long ago. Um, and I think we, we let our guard down. We forget that. We are born into a war from our very first breath to our last breath. Yep. 
I think that's a huge point. And, and <laughs> you know, I've done this study. I've, I've taught spiritual warfare, and I forget it. You know, I get <laughs> right. caught up in the day-to-day. Somebody makes me mad, and I get focused on them. Yeah. And I don't realize it is a, you know, as it says, our war is not against flesh and blood. Mm-mm. It's against powers and principalities. So when we believe in Christ, we were already in this sort of, struggle with humanity, but we really step onto the battlefield. And now we have demons taking shots at us, right. and they typically do it through other people. Mm-hmm. And it helps me to have objectivity and clarity when I remember I'm in this battle. Mm-hmm. And Christ already told me that the world is going to hate me, mm-hmm. yeah. and Satan's coming after me. And so I don't have to get too wrapped around the axle about people because I know the ultimate source of the tension. So... I think that's a, a great point, and golly, do I forget that a lot. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's hard when God makes you apply what you've taught. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I guess the question is, is you know, how does this change us, this information? Mm. And, you know, sort of in life going forward, I think the salient point is, is that, you know, the Bible makes it very clear that even though this has all come to be, we're not to worry about it. You know, we're still yeah. still supposed to live our lives with joy and not anticipating the moment. I guess that's what's kind of hard for me too. Um, sort of b- this information being revealed to us is to not, like John, you said earlier, trying to put world events and fit them into what we know. Mm. You know, I think that's what I end up thinking about a lot. Well, and you know, to that point though, I do think as the events get closer. You know, I think I think we have over applied the fact, you know, that says that, you know, we won't know the day of the hour. Right. But, but a balance to that is Jesus says, look at the fig tree. Right. I mean, he gives an analogy that you need to know the season that mm-hmm. you're in. Mm-hmm. And I think as these birth pains intensify, we will start recognizing them as more intense mm-hmm. and more uh, closer together mm-hmm. than what we've seen in the past. As well as downgrading our carbon footprint, <laughs> if I might bring that up again. Yeah. Well, the farmer knows the seasons, and he knows yeah. when, I mean, he, he knows, like in modern times, when to spray, when not to spray, and he knows it within within a few days. I mean, he knows when the, the wheat's ready to be harvested. And I think that if you look at Scripture, and as Ray has laid it out for us, we we know that as it gets closer, it's going to become clearer, and we're going to understand it more and more. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thus, we don't have to fear. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I, I do love that God, I mean, absolutely love God, that God is a God of love mm-hmm. and grace. Mm-hmm. But I also love that God is a God of justice. Oh, yeah. And all of this pain and suffering we've been through on this earth is... Is going to be dealt with, mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of love the crying out of the martyrs in Revelation, mm-hmm. saying, "How long, how long, O oh God, are you going to wait before you avenge our deaths?" Mm-hmm. And God is waiting, I think, to bring everyone who will receive Him. He's given them every opportunity mm-hmm. to repent and turn to Him. He is patient. He is patient, and so I know I get frustrated with God sometimes when I'm going through something that I perceive as unfair. Uh, unfair treatment by people. But I have recently had some vindication on an event that has gone on for almost seven years. 
And it's just amazing when God just, he shows up in a way and almost gives you a little wink that makes you feel like you're not going crazy. <laughs> right. yeah. You know, this was unfair mm-hmm. and he's got my back and mm-hmm. so uh, solves the issue. So I look at the end times as, as kind of that. It's mm-hmm. the culmination of unfair treatment throughout history mm-hmm. where Christians have suffered for the cause of God and it's God's ultimate day of wrath and it's really, if you think about it, it's for the hardest of hearts because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh, God gives you every opportunity to, re- to repent and turn to him and these catastrophic events. And, John, you've done an amazing job of talking about the reality of what these things are going to be like. And if, you don't, yes. if you're not watching that mm-hmm. and are fearful and, and won't turn to God, you know, Armageddon, here you come. Yeah, and if you think you've seen a lot of heavy things, talk to John Lay because you <laughs> yes, haven't. He, <laughs> he has seen rats gnawing fingers. <laughs> All right, Danny. But, you know, I was in a Bible study not too long ago, and people were talking about, you know, how the world's going to pot. Yeah. And I kept saying to them, and it, it was amazing to see the Holy Spirit bring comfort to the room. And I said, you know, God said it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And he said, don't worry about that. It's sort of like the, the doctor who comes to your, your, your bedside, you're in yeah. the hospital, you're about to have surgery. He says, this is what's going to happen. It's going to hurt. It's going to be hurting for about you know six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is. But in the end, you're going to be able to move that knee. You're going to be able to run again. His yeah. grace yeah. will abound regardless. Absolutely. You know, I love that in Matthew 24, I, can't, I think it's three times, Christ says, don't be caught unaware. Mm. He's telling you what's going to happen so mm-hmm. that you don't have to be fearful uh, he's warning you ahead of time, mm-hmm. and he's saying, I'm going to be right there with you, just like uh, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He <laughs> yeah. was in the fire yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. He is going to be, whatever we go through, he's right there with us, and we will have all of eternity to reflect back on it. So we should finish strong. You know, We should uh, trust him. He's got our back. My grandmother used to say, do the math about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There were four guys in the fire, and three of them came out. So one is still there. Wow. I love that. You know, God is in the fire with us and we'll be throughout this uh, intense time. Well, that's uh, all we have on Prophecy. Thank you guys for jumping in on Mm -hmm. this. And uh, we will pick up with a new study uh, next week. I'm Ray Sturdivant, Mining the Truth. Thanks for listening to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. If you have questions or comments for us, Email us right here at ray at miningthetruth.com. We welcome your comments and hope you'll join us next time for more of End Time Prophecies. <laughs>